genre. What up, nerds, and welcome to Tales from the Short Box, the once weekly Wednesday podcast where we talk about last week's comics. My name is Adam Sheehan, and I am here, as I always am, with the other three voices in my head that I really hope you guys can also hear. Uh, Sean Petit. What up? Casey Crawford. Hello. And RJ Byte. hey As a courtesy, I want to remind y'all that this is a spoiler-heavy podcast. Uh, we're going we're gonna to spoil last week's comic book, so if you haven't read those, uh, good luck. I will also give you some timestamps in the episode description so you can skip anything that you need to skip. Our top story today is Batman number 107 by James Tynan IV and Jorge Jimenez and Tomeo Mori. Cheers. Yeah. What's up, yep. dudes? Uh, I say what's up like I don't know exactly what's up because we've been talking for like two and a half hours. <laughs> yeah, this is probably the worst we've ever been. <laughs> I, well, I think it's because last time we were really good because Adam, you know, Adam Tatteris was on. Yeah, we had yeah. a guest, so we had to be on our best behavior and we didn't bullshit for a full hour before hitting record. And uh, now we, we did a lot because he, we he made up for it. He fit in pretty good, so we definitely bullshitted. Oh, we bullshitted, <laughs> just not for the full <laughs> minimum hour that we usually minimum do. Minimum hour. This is the one we pushed to hour, hour and 45. 45. Five. <laughs> yeah yeah like we just did the clap take and and rachel's in the other room and i'm like she's she's rolling her eyes going they're just now getting started it's like oh my god <laughs> what they've been doing in there this whole time <laughs> yeah i think zach came home like when we like got on the call <laughs> so he's just like what is happening in there we're just dicking around like a bunch of clowns it's fine bunch but of hey you know what it, it, <laughs> It, it makes true. the show it's itself more cohesive because we're, we're not going to give you two and a half hours of, the, of our stupid shit. You guys want to hear us talk about comic books? Yeah, we could. If you want that, like, at us, we could just record that no and one put wants it. That. We do record it. <laughs> no, no one I wants mean, it. we do. We have, we we have the Zoom recordings. Yeah. <laughs> I no mean, one wants it. I think no. they do, though, because the whole reason the show started is because we were just bullshitting around the counter at the mm-hmm. comic book store and people started listening. And it's like, yeah, it, we weren't talking about comics when that happened. We were just doing this. Yeah, like, well, we weren't always point. talking about comics, but we yeah. don't always talk about comics. That's, that's true. true. That is very true. I yeah. <laughs> I definitely don't always talk about comics. Yeah, we're you guys really... don't let me talk about always talk about comics. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we yeah, we're trying RJ to get you to get out shit. of your shell a little bit more, yeah. RJ. We're trying to just uh, kind of push you there. <laughs> trying why? to hold it's you so, up. It's so comfortable. That's not true, RJ. Sometimes you talk about film. This yeah, is sometimes. true. And books. <laughs> just regular books. <laughs> yeah. D- I, we ran into each other at the shop the other day, and I was like, I was like, where are you when your X-Men read through? And he's like, I don't know. I read, like, what was it? Like, War and Peace and... Oh, the like, kind of Monte Cristo? Yeah. Like, uh, you listed off, like, several l- way too long books. <laughs> yeah, I, I just... Like, well, that's... I, I pivoted real hard. Yeah. Oh, my God. And I just got back into the Expanse series. So I was just like, well, I'm going to be out of commission for a while on books because those are long. So many. <laughs> but they're very, they're very readable. They're like so, like they're a thousand pages long, but you could read it in a week. Like it's like, it feels like popcorn. Like Ooh, I it's, like popcorn. Yeah, you do. And you, have you read the Expanse or did you just watch it, Sean? I just watched it. Trust me. Christina's... <sighs> She'll get me to read it eventually. <laughs> I've never She's been able to eat popcorn them. at any kind of normal pace. Yeah, no. Oh, it's- I only <laughs> eat- well, which pace do you eat it at? 
it's it's like, like I, it's like Homer and Hell being shoveled donuts. Yeah, it's <laughs> like there's a prize at the bottom of the okay, bowl. Okay, cool. Because that's how I eat popcorn too. <laughs> that's I the only like, way that you should eat popcorn. I it's, eat it like a vacuum cleaner, and I specifically have to have like Pepsi or Coke, mm. or I will not. Because that it's just the way they mix. It's just perfection. There was there was a very specific moment that I will never forget. It was right when I started drinking at like 28 years old. Number one, that's a story for another day that I didn't drink for like a decade um, in my 20s. Uh, I so I had just started drinking. I was like pretty new to the whole deal. I had two separate like dates to go on. One was actually a date with Zach when we first started dating, and it was to a concert. That's like a big fucking deal. Like it was like members of like Joy Division and New Order playing Joy Division and New Order, right? That sounds dope. Same day as Infinity War, which is Oh no. Yeah. Like my entire like job has and my entire life has been building up to this for ten years. So like I can't go to work tomorrow if I don't see this fucking movie. Also, I have to see it with all the other knuckleheads that I saw the other like last 20 movies with so it's just like all right i gotta do both so i got hammered at the show and then (laughs) watched the joy division like portion of the of the set and then Uh. hopped on a bike and like when i say i got hammered i mean zach kept feeding me rum and cokes and i had no tolerance and he didn't know (laughs) that i had like he didn't know what my tolerance was so i'm just like yeah sure this is fine this is fine and then i like Hold ass to the the movie theater. This is getting back to popcorn, I promise. I sit down, like, right as the fucking credits are rolling, and my buddy Cody hands me his, like, turbo-sized bucket of popcorn. That he got out of the trash, I might add. Yeah, yep, he did. (laughs) He's one of those people who takes the tub out of the trash because you get free refills on the tub, and that is gross. <laughs> he gets it out of the top of the trash. I'll never this do it again. This is why COVID happened. Yeah, I'll yeah, never yeah, do you it. You can't do that anymore. Yeah, I'll never do it again. <laughs> Lesson learned because of a pandemic, but anyway, yeah, my trash popcorn. He hands it to trash me just, just just to hold it and I swear to God, the like opening credits haven't finished yet. Like, we're still on the fucking title card. <laughs> And I am at the bottom of it. <laughs> and he just, he just, he looks over incredulously, just like, what did you do? Like, he looks at the floor, like, did I spill it? <laughs> I'm fucking drunk and I wanted popcorn. Yo, yeah, like, I, I, I rarely, salt. I rarely want popcorn, but when I do, it's like, it's ravenous. I, there isn't love. a safe kernel of popcorn. Okay. Can I also, radius. can I, I also popcorn. now tell my horrible watching the movie uh, Get Out? story oh no i mean you can but i'll cut it again <laughs> no! i'll cut it again it's so good <laughs> all right it'll just be a mystery to the audience they're always gonna want to know what happened and get out it can never it can never go back in much like that guy's vomit <laughs> yeah <laughs> my only issue with popcorn is i will eat it till i'm sick yeah that's so what it, that, needs, that's it needs to run out or i am in trouble <laughs> for me my lips start to hurt after a while yeah i, know, I get it but like I, I just it's just those flavors man they just they do it for me in every way oh man i hope movie theaters exist again soon dude um the theater i used to work at just reopened today oh that's so nice as we record this it's cool it's oh my god like i almost got a little misty (laughs) i am i am so glad that the ritz in in philly like in an old city still exists because like i would need to be 
like taken care of if that closes down. Yeah. Like I'm not going to be an okay person, but I am also still very upset that the Regal closed and is like getting demolished. Like it's like there's Jesus. no hope of it getting reopened. So I'm Yikes. just like, oh, we have an AMC, I guess, but like who the fuck wants to do that? Oh, I miss I miss movies. I'm gonna yeah. get my vaccine tomorrow though, so yeah, Dude, yes. In two whole weeks, I'm gonna go to the fucking movies. I don't give a shit. I'm dose one down. Let's yeah. Um, we're all we're, let's do this getting that j and j baby let's get those let's get have a vaccine party yeah oh i'm gonna i'm gonna hug you guys oh that's i'm just gonna a, fucking a, hug you it's just, <laughs> just a party where everyone's vaccinated guys <laughs> i just i just can't wait to to touch a railing again like just touching a railing <laughs> or like a door handle without feeling weird about it yeah I'm not asking for much, you guys. I'm literally like, just asking for hugs and movie theaters. I'm going to plan a hell of an it. afternoon. I'm going to go bowling, and then I'm going to watch Space Jam 2 in theaters, obviously. <laughs> of all the fucking things, that's the one? <laughs> I just want to go to this one falafel place that's in the mall food court that I've been too terrified to even order takeout from. <laughs> oh, my oh, my God. Yeah. Holy shit. Oh, my I'm God. I'm just going to destroy some fucking falafel. And, and I swear it better still be there. If it's not there, I'll blame myself for closing <laughs> <laughs> and feel terrible for the rest of my life. Uh, just wow. burn, just burn it down. Just fucking raise the. Well, if they've been open for takeout. They probably have at least survived. Hopefully. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Just see if they're still open for takeout. They haven't been. They're off DoorDash, and I don't know if that's just because oh. they closed or because you know DoorDash is just not being yeah, too they, great. They might have their own site that they're doing it through now. Or so, I think just the mall reopened is that the other thing. Could be a big part of it too. Yeah. Yeah, go to a mall. That's a thing you can Let's do. Let's go to I know, man. the mall. I haven't been to the, this is <laughs> this is the longest period of my life where I haven't been in a mall and it's weird. It's and it's fucking great. <laughs> yeah, this um I will say the pandemic did not affect my ability to or desire or need to go to the mall in any way. I just want to go to a bookstore and loiter. <laughs> I just want to yeah. loiter at just a fucking lo- Loitering somewhere. sounds fucking awesome. Yeah. Like I said, like, my, my buddy put it the best way. He's like, I just want to have to be somewhere. <laughs> yeah, That's like, all. like, and it, this is not a, a gripe on any of our listeners who are customers, because the way that they loiter is great. It's like, hang out, talk a little bit, you know, buy some comics, and it's good. There are people that come to the fucking store for hours, and I'm like, what are you doing? Why are Dude, you Dude, RJ's doing this? right there. <laughs> no, it's I would love to hang out with RJ for fucking hours. No, no, no. I mean, like digging through dollar, digging through back issues, not dollar boxes, but like back issues. It's just like, bro, touch more things. Like you were touching so many things yeah. right now. Yeah. Like, bro, what? Oh, that that's uh, record shopping. I'm yes. going to I'm going mm. to Siren Records. This is an endorsement, <laughs> and I am I am just spending all of my money. Sit and spin, Repo Records, Long in the Tooth. Let's do, do it. Fucking yeah, you do that. I'll be bowling my ass off. Can't wait. I'm so excited. Get my hobby back. Yep. <laughs> Gonna go buy some Misfits seven inches. They're overpriced. <laughs> don't even care. I don't even care. <laughs> just these are just songs I have can. on albums that I already own. I don't care. I'm yeah, just because you can. Also, seven inches. What a what a what a wasteful form of music in my. No, nah, man, seven inches take. are fucking great. Boring hot take. You. you have to get up you. so much. You have to get up. It's- no, but but the thing is, I I realize I have so many hardcore and punk rock and like ska and weird seven inches that if I ever bought a jukebox, it would be the mm. coolest fucking jukebox we, in the world. That's the many, best reason. Uh, when you have as many uncomfortable chairs as Adam, getting up is like thank God. 
Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Any excuse and, to get up. Anyway, we're deep into this thing. What do we got? Who's up next? Who's up uh, I first? Got, I got a comic. Who's up first? <laughs> Who's up next? Who's We've been doing first? this for so long. Uh, what's on second? Um, I have... A comic that we have been all been super stoked for for a long time. Uh, Silver Coin, number one. Uh, the first issue is by Chip Zdarsky with art by Mike Walsh. Um, I just want to let it be known that I let Casey uh, have this comic. I gave up my I was graciously allowed yeah, to talk just, about this comic. I just want people to know that, that I gave up my dibs for her. All right. I you will... do just need to fight and get it over with. Maybe that's the first thing we do when we're. Oh yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna hug Adam and I'm gonna hug RJ and I'm gonna punch Sean in the face. That's bring it. Bring it. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna create like uh, like um, uh, polo sticks, but with comic books at the end. And you have to duke it out. <laughs> yeah, like foam comic book wrapped polo sticks. Oh man, over like a over like a foam pit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> as long as I get to wear a referee shirt. Oh, yeah. yeah you know, you can just right? always wear a referee shirt. Adam's no one's like, stopping I don't know you. the rules, but I'm going to enforce them. <laughs> it's, it's a Halloween costume I've always wanted to do. Just walk around as a ref and just like call out fouls. <laughs> just, hand, just hand out yellow cards. Yeah, like if someone spills a drink, just blow a whistle and hand them a yellow card. Well, this is this is getting off topic again. But uh, one we year, are, my sorry. buddy went to a, a Halloween party uh, as the PC police, and he was ha- handing out t- <laughs> tickets for like problematic costumes. I would be. Jesus. I would. That, that's the kind of costume that gets really old really fast. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> Not in West Philly. It was. Uh... <laughs> I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Um, anywho, um, yeah, so, Silver Coin. If you're not familiar, you should have bought it by now. What are you doing? Go out, go buy it. It's, um, it's a horror anthology that is gonna have the same artist with different writers, which is, I think, a really cool idea. Um, and we find out that the whole thing is centered around a cursed silver coin. So, the first issue is, uh, takes place in, like, the 70s, and it's this, like, garage rock band just trying real fucking hard to like make it and the, you see him like at the seven o'clock gig on a friday night uh to an empty fucking bar and then right after them it's like disco night and they're just like god damn it like, i swear to <laughs> god i've played that exact time slot in this exact room oh, like for there, sure. there's there's a, a room in in philly that i used to play that looks exactly like this place. legendary Dobbs, baby uh, specifically upstairs i played downstairs downstairs is, is that was my favorite room in the whole city upstairs Different story. <laughs> yeah, different not great. There. Like I, nobody had, knows it's up there. Oh, that's like, not true. I've had I had some great shows at upstairs Dobbs, uh, but you just have to get like punks drunk enough to, yeah. <laughs> to you know. But downstairs, like people upstairs. wandering off the street, it's fucking awesome. It's true. Yeah. It's true. But um, but yeah, so they're they're just struggling. No one's wandering in off the street for their gig, and uh, you know they're just like talking about like how to, you know, how to like make it work make you know make it big whatever and then like the other two members of the band are you know to their credit just being like you know we're having a good time like whatever you know um but one day they're they're at practice and they're like yeah whatever let's fucking do it and then um this main character is he guitarist or bassist i forget i don't have the comic in front of me he's a guitarist, he's a guitarist. all right he's or, a guitarist. you talk about the, the dude with the mustache is the guitar is the bass player the main character the main character main is a guitar player okay yeah. cool, cool cool so yeah so the main character is like Oh shit! I don't have a pick. I can't play. And they're like, use a coin, dumbass. So he like reaches into this box, um, and it's the box of his like mom's belongings, and his mom just like left, like just ditched him and his dad. So he like reaches uh, yeah, it's the in- first thing I 
strum across a guitar uh, guitar is just this random box that I have. <laughs> yes, this random Great box. Idea. The whole box. Uh, <laughs> the no, whole he, box. He, he pulls out the silver coin out of that box, and he's just like, "All right, here's a coin, whatever." And they start playing, and they're like, "Whoa, what, what did you? F- what the fuck did you do?" And they just <laughs> they played all fucking night, and they just kept playing, and they're like, they played with the coin, without the coin, they did different things, and they're like, "Holy shit, the coin is magic." Like yeah. it, it just they, creates this fucking sound that and they we make cannot us fucking rule. Yeah, and, <laughs> and we're he also amazing. His, he rips his hand open on his strings because I don't know if anyone's ever tried to play guitar with a coin. You will rip your hand open. You'll rip your <laughs> hand apart, and you'll pop the strings right off. Oh, but, yeah. uh, it sounds like a terrible idea. Yeah, but it's like a, so, it's a very punk thing to do. The uh, the <laughs> coin seems to like feed. feed off yeah, it's got, like an eye in it. Yeah, because yeah. it, it was, it looked like it was just a cross, and then once he started bleeding onto the coin, yeah. the eye opened up, and it was like, oh, Not me. ominous at all. Not, no, uh, no, you should definitely keep using the coin, bro. Yeah. That's fo- totally fine. Nothing wrong here. <laughs> but he also kind of, you know, like, mo- most people in that scenario gets entranced. Yes. Yeah. And, like, addicted and to it. That is definitely what happens. So, um, he gets addicted to it. They They play a show with the magic coin, and they fucking sell out like they just they like the bartender's like yo i don't know what you're doing different but keep fucking doing it this is amazing and they just they're playing shows everything's going great for them of course obviously right so then uh the bartender's like yo i want to hook you up with this other band they uh they want to hire you to like to play to just like to sit in on their brand their band and and it's a disco band and he's like at first like yeah fuck that fuck disco they all you know hate disco uh, understandably um and then the other members of the band are just like, yo, whatever, man. Like, let's just, just let's just play. Let's just like have fun. Like, who cares? We don't need to get paid to do it. Um, and so they they play a show where there is a record executive there, mm-hmm. and the record executive is like, yo, man, loved your shit. That's fucking amazing. Like, it's so good. But unfortunately. It's just not what my company is, like, looking for right now. So, like, we're going to have to pass. But, like, you have it. Like, you know, so it's, like, it's this, like, even he is being... Some, even asked to make some changes so they could be what they're looking for. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's like, like we, we want disco. Like, you can play disco, and I'll give you all the money in the world. And he's like, no, fuck you. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> so, so yeah, so they're like, fuck you, man. We're not going to sell out. And then by saying that, um, our main character just sells out. <laughs> he He then gets in a fight with the other members of the band because they're like yeah dude whatever it's cool and, no, and he's, he's like, like fuck you i'm gonna make fuck it, you, you i'm gonna yeah shit. you guys don't know what it takes to like make it to the top and he's getting drunk with power with the coins power and uh he decides to take up the job um just sitting in for the disco gig and the disco hits disco hits disco hits disco That's shits the- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh yeah, that proves to be a really fucking bad idea because um, plays the show. The show. This plays- scene is Wild. is awesome because yeah. like the coin power starts to activate because of course he's ripping his fingers <laughs> up across the the yeah guitar. he's he, yeah he's he's bleeding all over the place he's he's ripping and it he's, up he's got this psychotic look in his face and then it goes to the rest of the band who are all singing and like looking at him out of the corner of their eye sweating and then like everyone's dancing and just like sweating like everyone like people look like they're in pain and want to stop and he also can't stop playing yeah. yeah it's it they they portray that like they're all trapped in this euphoric moment very well like it is it is haunting so yeah so he can't stop playing they can't stop playing 
they can't stop dancing. Everybody is just trapped. And then the fucking building catches on fire. He catches and he you, like everything catches on fire. Yeah. Do you think, yeah, they, yeah. Were, do you think they were playing Disco Inferno? They had to be. <laughs> Absolutely. I hope so. Um, like that whole yeah. time just burn, baby, burn. <laughs> <laughs> Like every, all of the people just light on fire. Yeah, yeah, everyone catches fire, and then it cuts to the the de, like the sheriff's department essentially just like standing around outside this like wreckage, and they're like trying to figure out what the hell's going on. Yeah, they're like the doors were barricaded, the fire was completely organic, there were no accelerants. Um, they could have left, and we don't know why. Like we're no trying one to was like trying to get out. Yeah, no was- one's trying to get out. So like, were they all drugged and passed out? Like is like that's the only explanation we can come up with because uh, nobody ran from the fire. Yeah, so yeah, the, the explanation certainly isn't in that moment. Maybe everyone just kept dancing. Maybe everyone just really <laughs> enjoyed the music that was happening. Um, but yeah, and then the end of the book is essentially like a, a scrapper who always comes to like fire mm-hmm. scenes uh, is coming up. He's shit. one of the fire fire department dudes oh was he yeah, he's just like he's just a uh he's like a collector he's one he of those weirdos the scenes, uh, yeah yeah because like they're like ah so-and-so's coming he's gonna you know we we just there's no harm in it what could he possibly find and then it's like him taking the coin out of the the corpse's hand it's just like, Whoa! <laughs> spooky this is a spooky ass book i Put really enjoyed it back Yep. <laughs> it's Jumanji as hell. It's Put really it good. Um yeah. the artwork is fantastic. It's got yeah. that like messy line work and like it, there's a lot of really cool like reality warping mm-hmm. scenes where like he's stretched out across the page. Yeah. Really they do cool a really stuff. good job of like portraying that. Like I like you're kind of immediately you get the the tropes that are like, okay. He's he's drunk with the the power of the coin and that, but like they do it in a way that does still feel very fresh and very unique. Um, yeah, no, it was fucking sick. It's I really can't wait for the rest of this. Yeah, it was so, really good. Yeah. Well, I guess it's my turn. All right, y'all ready dead- to get weird? Yeah, this looks weird. But I like it. Uh, so we got Dead Dog's Bite number two by Tyler Boss. Um, so this is uh, first issue is really just. Small town, a girl is goes missing, and uh, the only person that seems to give a shit is her friend Joe, and she's trying to figure out what's going on. Um, and this kind of this issue kind of gets us more into the investigation. Yeah, it gives us a little do. more of the meat of the story of this town. Yeah, we've we've jumped uh, almost two months now into the future, where basically the town's just kind of gone out. Like, there's no there's no leads. No one cares except for Joe, which was her her friend, and basically just kind of like she's still looking into it. She's got this um, old Winnebago filled with <laughs> filled with her crazy board, um, quote unquote, um, <laughs> which, which is shaped like the weird spiral that we find out what that spiral is later on. There's spiral. always a weird spiral. Isn't spiral there? is so prominent this issue. Yes. Yeah. The yes. spiral. There's Everything. a lot of spiral going on. Um. So. In trying to figure out what's going on, she decides that she wants to, she tries to kind of like go undercover or try to go undercover as like to help out with the campaign so she can look at like registration for voters to find out some more information about these people that are going through the town. And then we just start meeting these ridiculous characters. (laughs) Um, Mainly the 
like Sheriff, who um, tries to help her get a soda out of the machine and gets his arm stuck, apparently, uh, again. He just gets his <laughs> eyes. It's so ridiculous. Like, routinely. Uh, so she tricks the, like, secretary of the, or the assistant of the mayor um, to go help him. It's like, oh, yeah, be stuck. And she's like, oh, not again. This fucking guy. <laughs> <laughs> and then the mayor kind of comes out of the office and was just like, or no, he she's... follows he follows her into the office and she's like, ah, what the fuck? Like, Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. And then they start talking. He's just like screaming like, hey, howdy, partner. And he's like talking. She's like talking in fucking catchphrases like he's not a real person. Yeah, yeah, and like, w- there's like weird pauses. Like, is he a robot? He it might be a robot. It definitely sounds like you know, like the last robot left in the in the Motown yeah. uh, amusement park. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's like yeah, yeah it's and like he's like not-, not answering her question. Like he's not responding to things that she's saying. He's responding to different things he's that are being said. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> he's just saying random things. And then it gets to the point where she kind of asks for like the records. Like, oh no, I, I want to see those records. You're like, oh, you can't see these records. And it, like has the book on his desk. It's like you fucking idiot. And then the <laughs> the I, the I still stand by my my stance that uh this is. Willem Dafoe cosplaying as Yosemite Sam. <laughs> That's what this character is. <laughs> and then the next, the, the the assistant kind of screams for him again because now the the soda machine, they like they're this guy fell still over. Stuck you hear it fell over. <laughs> so she takes this opportunity to take some pictures at the ledger, and something that sticks out that she notices is of all these people, it's a ledger of people in the town that they sign on their 18th birthday. And, to re- register to vote, essentially. Yeah, so there's all these names, but only one of them, for some reason, um, is in red. And it's her friend that's missing, Mac. Yeah. So she's like, well, that's weird. And then we just get a whole page of them trying to get the soda machine off this the sheriff. <laughs> the, the sheriff is like, or the, the mayor is like, I told you not, it's like, what? It's like, you said this wouldn't happen again. It's like, yeah, yeah. well, now I'm saying it. <laughs> yeah, like, so this has clearly happened like probably two or three times. Oh my <laughs> like, God. Just- this, is, this is yet another situation of Tyler Boss is so fucking good at pacing and visual comedy. We don't see any of the characters. No. It's literally just a panel of the door yeah. with their yeah. dialogue like over top of it. And it is fucking hysterical like you get a perfect vivid picture of what's going on here the sheriff's arm got stuck like immediately he's like yep it's stuck and i'm like what what do you mean and then he's like then he's like let me try oh nope that's that's worse worse. (laughs) (laughs) so like it's funny because we were you know talking about twin peaks and everyone makes that dumb comparison to everything that is slightly oddball but this this like we we said at first issue that this kind of did feel twin peaksy but this added to that because Twin Peaks also just has characters that are not, you know, just spooky or airy. They're also dumb, dumb and, you know, <laughs> goofy all shit. So, yeah. This, yeah. This- especially like the sheriff <laughs> is right. one of them. <laughs> like lots of the sheriff's department in Twin Peaks are goofballs. <laughs> yeah. So like this, this like definitely added to that feel. And right. it's, it's so interesting to see him juggle all the different tones of the yeah yeah he fucking town. nails it just like just like david lynch like they fucking both nail that like seamless like creepy and comedic thing like bouncing back and forth yeah so they she at this point she's like oh yo i got something right so she kind of tracks down the police officer that seems like who had kind of wondered like 
slow down with this. Like, let me do my job type of thing. And then she starts, she, <laughs> she sits down after her, um, the, the, the officer's wife goes to, to the, she the restroom. She locks her wife in the bathroom. <laughs> locks her so she can talk. And then she basically sits down and just goes and just starts spitting. Now, like just rambling. Like, look, I found this. I found this. I got this. I got this. And the cop was just like, Joe, stop. Also, just, I don't want to know how you found that out. I don't want to know how you found <laughs> it. I yeah, because it's definitely illegal. <laughs> Let me do my job. But she drops like, oh, like, yeah, and you're not going to get these things over at like the pepper mill. And she's like, hmm, the, the pepper mill. That's yeah, awesome. all right. Yeah. <laughs> also, at it's this like, point, the name in red is literally the only lead she, like anyone has. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. So she ends up going to the pepper, like where her, mo- her mom works there. So they have like a little parenting moment Pinder there. Mills peppermint and, and we figure mom, out the fucking the spiral it's the peppermint is the, pe- is the peppermint well, yeah, yeah that's it's the ki- part of it yeah also her think- mom is married to the manager who also sounds like a fucking robot <laughs> sounds like a robot and they she brings her spaghetti and then they just dump a bunch of ketchup on it oh my so god yeah yeah this- needs more gravy and then they pour ketchup so there's this really interesting thing that i wasn't sure um what it was supposed to be but when they say it needs more gravy um and then she pours ketchup it's like the same panel the ketchup bottle is in the same panel next to that word balloon and the thing on the ketchup says it is ketchup so i wasn't sure if that was playing like if the bottle was directly answering her word balloon or not oh that's funny like it needs more gravy it's ketchup like it's almost a parenthetical yeah (laughs) but it's like naturally part of the label of the ketchup bottle yeah 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 it was really well done that that's a if so if it is it's really cool like call and response like type thing of oh totally yeah using the art yeah that's something alan martin would do yeah and and also like in, in this case the stepdad talks like a robot he's but such it's, a stepdad but it's it's because he's an awkward stepdad that yeah. desperately wants to to like have a moment with his wife and daughter yeah. where he's like this yeah. is nice we're all eating lunch he's together. like trying to fit this in is, yeah, yeah he's trying so hard so this one like i don't actually think he's a robot i think he's just awkward and he's it's just, like yeah, they, he was just very weird. different vibes he's just a yeah. jerry yeah oh a total jerry <laughs> so joe ends up stealing his keys and breaking into the office of patricia pendermills where these ledgers are being stored for some fucking reason because they're official government ledgers in this peppermint factory but whatever also she- the lady who is uh, patricia Pe- uh, pendermill is creepy the fuck. creepy one who's standing behind the gov the the mayor in the the last issue oh she's wearing a black costume and all the names are in black except for the red ones and all the designs oh. of the other thing are in red yeah. So and yeah, then she goes yeah. through all the books yeah. and sees all these names, writes them all down. She actually finds that her um her dad's name is written in red as well. Right. And the, um, there was a previous conversation uh with her mom about um where she's like, you know, you you do whatever. It's like I'll I'll do this if you tell me about my father. And Right. And then they just, just sit in quiet. silence. Yeah. Yeah. So So at this point she kind of feels like she has something um and she goes back to her Winnebago. Um, and it is on fire. Oh, it's on no. fire. So Not the Winnebago. Something, <laughs> that's where all her work and all her stuff was. We're like, so. lose a beggar now. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> this, this, 
stop that. Um, this is a great so issue, though. Go. That was dumb as hell. That took too long to sink Thanks. in. Thanks. Like, that says more about me than it does about you. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm really liking this series. It's, it's so a good. Lot, yeah, a lot of it. fun. Great mystery. Um <laughs> Yeah, it's so sick. Oh, it's I love this fucking the book. Pacing, yeah. everything about it is really. I want. Really I well want to see Tyler Boss do every single comic book. Honestly, <laughs> like, yeah. like after he did that issue of Department of Truth, I, if you had asked me previously if he would his art would work for Department of Truth, I've been like, you're fucking crazy. And now I just I want him to do all yeah. all art for all comics yep. ever. Also, write them. Yeah, I just want Tyler Boss more. That's that's all. Yeah, that's let's do it. I'm, yeah, more Tyler <laughs> Boss. I'm in. <laughs> more of this, please. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, um, King Tankerel, number four. I loved this issue. I loved this issue so much. The most tank girl that has ever tank girled. It's the most tank girl thing I've had in a long time. So this is Alan Martin and Brett Parson, obviously. Um, but yeah, there was, a, there was just like, there, there's, there's a certain thing about tank girl that i've always loved and sometimes it kind of steers away from that where i expect at least five stories in any given issue of tank girl sometimes <laughs> it, it, they get kind of locked into a larger story that that they're trying to tell which is fine it's always good but sometimes i just want this like serialized just like four page story add and that was this issue and it's fucking awesome <laughs> like we got this race which i thought uh leading we were leading into it with the last issue and i thought it was going to be another one of these like cannonball run stories but it's not it ended up being a parody of ford versus ferrari that was hilarious <laughs> and uh, alan martin and brett parson are in it they own the raceway that they're racing at that's amazing but there's a there's a moment where booga throws a candy bar out of his ferrari and causes another car to crash as a result like just like cheeky cartoon comedy but there's also a lot of prose in this issue like there's a a, a poem about haggis <laughs> and there's this great little vignette where booga and tank Earl are in bed and booga wakes up and makes tank Earl read him a story oh that story's so good too and then there's just a straight up children's book that alan martin just squeezed in yeah the like, the delightfuls and it's just like a fucking horrible like um uh little rascals gang like with increasing like violence and uh destruction like yeah to the point where they just burn down the house and then the grandmother's like oh they're just so delightful but they burn but down like, the wow. city it, oh, everything yeah, yeah, yeah. except for the house uh, <laughs> oh that's right yeah a lot of burning things down this uh but it's yeah. it's very like limericky and silly and fun and like yeah and then we just get like this two-page thing about haggis that <laughs> And then there's like a whole page joke of Tank Girl back when she was in the army, shoving an arm, uh, shoving a grenade up a guy's ass and blowing <laughs> him up. Wow. Yep, that's great. Fire in the hole. Yeah, it's fucking hysterical. <laughs> like the, I, there are laugh out loud moments of this book. Yep. And um, we get a little bit more of this story of how Tank Girl, Jet Girl, and Sub Girl meet. But yeah, it's just like it's it's just a really really fun book. Um, there's just a lot of that. Alan Martin wackiness. Yeah. And no, Brett it was Parsons really fun. art is just phenomenal. 
Yeah, I, lo- I love any book that you can take or leave. Like, of course, I love, you know, we're on issue 107 of Batman, and there's a lot of lore there. But I also love a book that you can just pick up out of nowhere and be like, yep, this doesn't make sense, and it also makes the most sense. Uh, yeah, and like, and like, there's there's stories that keep continuity. Like, we have this Raceway story, which was like a part two of however many of, and then it ends with this how Tank Girl, Sub Girl, and Jet Girl met. And that, like, they these two serialized stories kind of sandwich the issue. But if you don't give a shit about that, yeah. there's like four throwaway three or four page vignettes that are fucking great and perfect in every way. It's just, th- this is the kind of shit that made me fall in love with the character. Totally. Cause like you can, you can put these characters in any situation in any point in time and it's funny and it all works. Like there's a, a vignette in here where it's them in the sixties again Mm-hmm. And Barney's trying to help um, Tank Girl come up with an outfit, and she ends up walking into her wardrobe and walking into another dimension and like following some sort of zombie kangaroo and then finding an alternate dimension version of Tank Girl and Booga that had been beheaded. And she just took the outfit off of the beheaded Tank Girl, walked out and gave it to her. And she was like, oh, this is the perfect outfit. It's like... <laughs> Fucking okay. Within this story, there's a poem like written around it. It's just, it's fucking great. I love (laughs) Alan Martin's style. Yeah, that's amazing. So good. All right. So that's me. Uh, I have Sensational Wonder Woman number two by Andrea Shea, Bruno Redondo, and Adriano Lucas. Um, This is uh, like, DC's current like uh, uh, Wonder Woman anthology series that's going on. It's digital first, so this came out like a while ago online, and then just got put in print this week. We're we're just now reading it because yeah. it's now in print. Yep. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Um, so if you want to buy it digitally, it's uh, issues three and four because they're short and split up into two issues online. Um, I guess they fit digital format better when they're. Like, they're, like, widescreen? I don't know. No um, clue. Anyway, <laughs> uh, this book, uh, it kind of plays like an like a episode of Justice League animated series, but it's just so focused on Wonder Woman. Yeah, um, it's, a ver- it's very Justice League Unlimited. Yeah. Uh, Wonder <laughs> Woman gets called um, to go to War World with Mongol because Artemis is stuck there and sent a distress signal. And um, so she's on, she's in her ship and she's talking to um, her mom and her mom is pretty, pretty prejudiced against. Yeah. She's being real racist against the other Themyscarids. Yeah. Like what the fuck, Hippolyta? Yeah. Damn. Uh, she's like, they, you know, they're like, you know, more, uh, more, uh, I don't know. She's like, just like, like petty and arrogant yeah. is like the way she being describes real rude. Her. I don't. Yeah, I don't like it. Yeah, she. Yeah, she's Rude. like, like that. That that like off sect of Themyscira that like, like, became a a separate like entity was they became a separate entity because they were so petty and arrogant. Is Hippolyta? Yeah. So she's warning Diana like, don't get caught up in some dumb shit for this woman that wouldn't help you if you if you were in the same situation. It's just like, damn, mom, what the hell? It's my sister. Like, gonna go deal with it. Yeah, and the the Banna Migdar. Amazons are like the Egyptian ones, and they're it's like when you they're, they're still they were just your people, whatever. Yeah, they're still Amazons. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. Um. So she gets to 
she gets to Warworld, and um, Artemis is there just just taking down people. Um, and Diana's like, "All right, well, I'm gonna." She like stands up to Mongols, like, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna take Artemis and go. We're not gonna. It's like you know, we're not gonna uh, entertain you any longer." And then um, she holds up a shield because an axe like comes at her, and it's Artemis. And Artemis was like, "No, I didn't call you here to help me. I called you here to fight you." So they, yeah, um, she's like, "I needed a worthy opponent, yeah, so I, shit. I just lured you here." So the, the artwork in this is gorgeous. Uh, so it's good. the same um, art and colors team as Nightwing right now, which we talked about a lot. Um, and mm. the there's these like great fight scenes in this issue of Artemis and Diana on a rock, but like then falling and um, Artemis like attacks Diana and then Diana like ropes her and like you see all this like mid-air combat and it's like them falling throughout the different panels and it's it's fucking gorgeous. Yeah, it's fantastic. Um so then uh the uh you you find out that um Artemis uh th- like Mongol stole a mother box and was stealing Amazons. Um so Artemis kind of hitched a ride through one of them and Mongol was making them fight each other, and she noticed that the only time that Mongol ever ever came down onto the the battlefield was when they refused to fight. So she sent a distress signal to Diana because she knows who Diana is and would wouldn't fight her. Um, so yeah, like Di- Diana won, and then like had Artemis's head like with her sword between the sword and the axe, and she's like, "You lost." submit and mongol's like yeah we don't do that here yeah. there is no submitting you gotta kill her and then when she refused to kill her he came down there's also and- like rising chance from the audience to kill and the the like lettering it like f- starts filling the the panels and it's really, yeah it's really cool yeah um, it's it's it looks loud like yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh i love loud books <laughs> so just as mongol's about to uh mongol like hits Diana and she like bounces like a ping pong ball into the wall. And then um Artemis ends up blindsiding Mongol and stabbing him in the mother box because it's like in his chest. So he can't um kidnap Amazons anymore. Uh Stabbed in the Mother Box, by the way, is my new band name. Stabbed in the Mother Box. <laughs> Damn, that's good. <laughs> um right in the mother box. <laughs> yeah. And then you know mark. they 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 go home. And yeah, and, and the the best part is that Artemis doesn't reveal any of this until after they've right, already yeah. defeated Mongol. So like she's Diana's like, so you did all this assuming I wouldn't kill you, and she's like, yeah, have you met you? Have you're you fucking, met you? You're, you're Wonder Woman. <laughs> like, of course you're not gonna. I know you. Like, but also like, and then and then Diana's like, ah, oh, shit. I'm sorry that like I thought you were gonna betray me, and like I thought you did actually lure me here. Like that's fucked up. And then Artemis is like, no. I know what you think about me it's cool it worked out the plan worked so that was sick I, <laughs> like, I love artemis she's so great in this yeah it was a really good like character study between the two of them yeah congrats you played yourself yep <laughs> and i wanted you to <laughs> yeah it was fucking sick uh, um so yeah speaking of fucking sick superhero books i got uh marauders number 19 uh by jerry duggan uh stefano casili and edgar delgado uh yo we're just fucking up fascists here that's what we do in fucking 
Krakoa slash Madripoor. Billionaire. Yeah, Little fucking kids. a billionaire's yeah, billionaire, you know, fascists. That's what we do. So, um, essentially, <laughs> in the last issue, uh, the the Verendi had created Reavers out of like the people that the Marauders had like left alive. So they're all like vindictive against mutants. Yeah, and like bad motherfuckers. Let's be clear. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like people that were doing child. Oh yeah, like fucked up people yeah, yeah. like the people yeah, that killed have, like random powers now. yeah and like the people that killed kate like that's why a lot yeah. of them were pisses because iceman just fucks them up after kate died yeah. um so so yeah so oh so essentially they're worried about um like if they go uh fight the reavers that they're gonna get kicked out of um united nations or like yeah cause so, it, so cause an incident yeah cause it, an essentially incident. the verindi made it look like uh, the the mutants were attacking the Madriporians, yeah. so they made it. They they framed them as the villains, and then if they come on shore again, it'll be an international incident. It'll be an act of war. So like the mutants are just stuck on on the Marauder, just kind of like, well, fuck. All right, and we can't really we can't officially make land. So what they do is Kate swims through the fucking sewers. Into Madripoor and plants a um, a gate there and vomits uh, and vomits because she yeah. swam through well, then, the fucking sewers just, of Madripoor. I love that like Callisto was like, no, it's okay. I got a plan. I know how to. I know how to uh, f- you know fight them and not cause an international incident. She like kicks open a weapons cache. It's, like, <laughs> so cool, she so awesome. And get- she. Yeah, she goes goes to get the fucking Morlocks because you need something done dirty. You get the fucking Morlocks, like so I, good. So, I had I had a question about Kate swimming. Does Kate have to hold her breath underwater? Can she just phase through it? I huh. think if she, I don't know, I don't know. She wouldn't be. You can't. Wouldn't be able to swim through it. Yeah, she would just be stuck in one place, right? She, yes. Yeah, she wouldn't be able to swim if she was phasing. You need, if you phase through it, you wouldn't be able to propel yourself through oh, water. Yeah. yeah. The actual volume of water is mm-hmm. what makes you propel through it. Yeah. Correct. Anyway. Well, um, they, always talk, they, they also talk about how Bobby and Pyro distract everybody. Right. Uh, and it's just like, it's like yes, it is very provocative, but not in the way you're intimating. We're not engaging. <laughs> well, they call themselves <laughs> the two, and Kate's like, yeah. why do you call yourselves the two? It's like, well, we can't call ourselves fire and ice. No one would take us seriously. Yeah. And it's like, so you know the five? We're the two. <laughs> yeah, they made a protruding pyrotechnic ice sculpture, not unlike the Beasties stage show, but shooting <laughs> flames. That's how they su- described it. Oh, it's so we sick. didn't get to see it, unfortunately, but that's how it's it was described. It's definitely a dick ice it's sculpture. It just shoots dick. flames, it's like, for yeah. sure. It's just like in Justice, when they gave uh, Lobo a Green Lantern ring, he made a dick with it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> of course, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know Green Lantern's done it at least once. Yeah, come oh, on. Oh, yeah, for come sure. Um, but yeah, so so Callisto goes back to Arizona and rounds up the fucking Morlocks. Mask is like, it's my day off. It's like, yeah, but that uh, hospital you like working at, it's going to get blown up. And he's like, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> and she gets, she gets marrow, which fuck yeah. And then Hump yeah. and Brute and Bliss. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, she gets some fucking crazy-ass Morlocks. And, and she essentially... She basically needs people that, like, will 
Oh, they're not mutants. They're just some monsters running they're around. They're sewer monsters. Like <laughs> yeah. she literally, literally planting it in the the like the gate in the sewers was part yeah. of the the thing. Because then like mask comes out of the gate and he's like, oh ha ha, the Morlocks in the fucking sewers yeah, again. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> Except like, yeah. Wes, who still looks like Jean Grey. Oh, totally. Yeah. Um. But yeah, and the, they just they come up out of the sewers and they fuck up all the reavers, and then the the word on the street is that sewer monsters are fighting the reavers. I just, and the, <laughs> I love the feisting because it's like Marrow jumps down and impales two with bones, and then uh, Hump comes out and like takes a sewer lid and cuts one in half by throwing it. At, so at one cool. point, two of them are like pulling on opposite sides of the reaver. They're like, "Make a wish!" <laughs> <It's> like, oh! <laughs> But uh, I mean, uh, mutants coming out of the sewer and fighting monsters. I mean, that's ah. yeah, that's on brand for me. That's for yeah, sure. Yeah, it's very right great Ninja right Turtles. Right Adam's alley. <laughs> um, and but using yeah, so, manhole covers as weapons, please. Yeah. Oh yeah, very TMNT figure that shot manhole. Covers. <laughs> yeah, it, it had like a well. There was the van, and then they made turtle figures that shot pizzas out of them that had crazy fucking faces. Oh well, well then. <laughs> Google it. They're wild. That's, that's great. <laughs> um, so yeah, so essentially it ends with them like winning. They run off the Reavers. Um, they're they're at the princess bar afterwards. Unfortunately, the like father and daughter that took care of um, Lockheed, uh, the father dies. Uh, he gets no. he gets shot by a Reaver. Um, so they're kind of having his like eulogy, not uh, his wake. Um, yeah. They're having his they're having his memorial, his wake at Princess Bar, and he's just like on the table with coins over his eyes and money all over, like on a fucking pool table. It's awesome. Um, but the the daughter sitting at the Princess Bar, she's like, "What am I gonna do now?" And basically, like Marrow's like, "Yo, I don't know anything about tending bar. Do you?" And she just like hands her the bottle. She's like, "You want this? You want this bar? It's yours. I don't. It's yeah. We don't. We don't want it." Um, and uh, Mask is kind of like, "Yeah, I could I could hang out here for a while, see how this goes," and. And you find out that they're starting to call Lowtown Mutant Town now, uh, mm-hmm. or Muty Muty Town. So that's that's nice. It's just it's yeah, nice. Yeah, I don't like, and I don't like, I don't you know remember this character's name, but this thing coming out of this person's mouth with this face, I don't it's like. Bliss. I don't, I don't like this at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's uh yeah, she's she's. I don't a like it. It's not my gross. favorite thing. It's, it's weird because they like make her look like Jean Grey, but that like mask did that to her, so. Like what? Yeah, she's just like I like it. It's fine. Does uh, that little also- head at the end of that thing that comes out of her mouth have its own brain and its own sentience? Um, it would appear. I don't, I don't remember. Know. It's poisonous. It's, ex- <laughs> it's just an extension of her. Gross. Yeah, uh, I also fucking love. At one point, they're like, as they're the reavers are like retreating. Uh, Mask is like, that's what you get for trying to blow up my fucking hospital. And the re- the reavers are like. Yeah, we were told to explicitly raise everything except the hospital. It's like, God damn it, Callisto! I love this so much. <laughs> Mask motherfucker. Oh, so this is good. such a good Reavers issue in general. It's fucking awesome. Uh, but yeah, so that's Marauders nineteen. Yep. Fucking fuck fascist it. billionaires. I love that Morlock action, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Hell yeah. So we're moving on to shout outs. Shout them out. Uh, I have Green Lantern number one by Jeffrey Thorne, um, Dexter Soy, Marco Santucci, and Alex Sinclair. This was a lot of an issue. This <laughs> I I missed it simply because I was put off by the solicit calling her Teen Lantern, I mean, and I was like, 
I'm good. Uh, but evidently, I'm I fucked up. Not not reading this. Uh, yes. Yep. You did. <laughs> I you, mi- up. you missed it. It's it's like only a little bit about Teen Lantern. She's in it for. I it's it's amount, literally just the pun made me mad, and I was like, oh. no. Well, the I'm, pun made it's, me. It's. <laughs> I was screaming about that when she was in Young Justice. Oh, I just got it, Teen Lantern. Yep. Uh, any, I'm anyway, on, I'm on. I'm on the same page now. This book. This book is intense. Um. I haven't paid attention to Green Lantern for a little bit, so this felt like I shotgunned the last like five years of Green Lantern War into in one issue. Um, uh, does it does it include the Grant Morrison stuff, or is that totally its own thing? I, I mean, I don't know what would have been a reference to it. I just meant more like like uh, John Stewart having been a guardian. And, um, like where everyone else is, and uh, oh, gotcha. anyway, okay, yeah, the green, the 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 Grant stuff basically only deals with um Hal, Hal Jordan yeah. for the most part. So, well, yeah, we got his lame ass out of there, and now it's mostly <laughs> about uh John and Simon, and uh, it's kind of about everybody. But anyway, the the plot is that um Oa is hosting the Conclave of the United Planets. Um, because the galaxy has decided to um, make a, like a UN of planets, which is which, what a, which we saw in Future State uh, Superman versus Imperious Lex, and now it's actually a thing in continuity. So that's yeah, cool. it's so it's what appealed to me because I just finished watching Babylon Five, and that's exactly a plot point in Babylon Five. Um, so <laughs> they, yeah, Oa, they're like, oh, they're gonna take a vote to whether. Um, they're going to use us as the peacekeeping force of the United Planets because they've just been doing that whether people wanted that or not. And so they get into the, like, the, the room where everyone is and there's this woman who's kind of like a brainiac um, woman, a Kolu, I think they're called. I, anyway, uh, she's like, no, you're not here to whether... Um, you can be our peacekeeping force. You're here whether you can be part of us at all. Um, oh, damn. <laughs> and then the uh, Teen Lantern ends up talking to these elementals. They're like fire and water and uh, a bunch of different things. And uh, they were talking to her and they get mad and they start chanting and they activate this guardian that's part of Oa that the guardians built before the Manhunters, um, to destroy, like, all emotion and chaos. And it's, like, this giant tentacle, uh, like, kind of, like, parallax monster that, like... They, they unleashed a fucking Elder God? Yeah. They, like, start... <laughs> and it starts, like, crumbling Oops. Oa. And John um, gets visited by some person named Citizen. I, I think it's a Green Lantern character. Um, yeah, I think he's a White Lantern. Uh, and then anyway, John kind of figures out that the only way to fight it is to not fight. So he has all the um, uh, lanterns powered down, and they, they confront mm. it, and it, it fixes itself. And then they resume voting, and as, that, as uh, that happens, someone decides to shoot one of the guardians and murders him. Jesus. So, yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot happening. 
What? Also, Sinestro <laughs> and the Yellow Lanterns are part of uh, their own planet called New Kruger, and they're already in. I'm like, you're going to let the terrorists in? <laughs> <laughs> like, that guy, how many times does he have to portray everyone? Yeah, like, <laughs> that's, a, that's a bad dude. His yeah. name, it's like, Sinister's in his fucking name. His like, name is Mr. Sinister. Like, this is Sinestro, stop letting him but... in. <laughs> like, just, it's, it's a problem. <laughs> He's gonna do some bad shit. Good old Sinestro. Uh, yeah, it's great. Any, anyway, this issue had a ton to it. Uh, I really liked the world building, and I, I like Green Lantern um, stuff. I kind of there's like areas of the of the mythos that I prefer more. So like I'm glad that it's also doing like Simon and Jessica and um, some of the other lanterns I like more. Uh, and it it seems really cool. I'm I'm bored for the next issue. It's just hell yeah. It was a. I'll have to I'll have to rectify my mistake and go back and read it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I've got a shout out. Uh, project patron number one from uh, Steve Orlando, Patrick Piazzalunga, and Carlos Lopez from Aftershock. Uh, this is really cool. Speaking of DC, it's uh essentially starts out with like just the plot of uh death of superman yes. so like this doomsday character kills this superman character and we're not even pretending like they're not just nope. that straight um, up superman <laughs> straight up superman straight up doomsday so he kills him but in this world he stayed dead he doesn't come back mm. and the superman thing that they is. do to replace it's like superman. when your goldfish dies and your mom buys you a new goldfish and doesn't tell you you replace it that's what they did Exactly, but that wait, second goldfish wait is. Wait a minute. That second goldfish is a robot that's powered by five different people. Yeah. So, you know, exactly <laughs> yeah, what happens. Exactly like that. So, so yeah. a dope. So, a Voltron goldfish is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it. yeah, essentially, the a clandestine government organization builds a robot version of Superman. I'm just going to keep calling him Superman. His name is Patron, but you, you get the point. Um, they build a robot Superman that is like. <laughs> powered by humans hmm. and there's like different pe- people that do different there's like the muscle oh, I thought you meant like he heart. had to eat humans to keep running because <laughs> that's nom, that nom, gets nom, fucked nom, up nom. a little bit that's that's a little fucked up no this one is like there's like a command center where they get into the goop that is like the mech's brain essentially and get then they pilot it and they have goop. like it split yeah. off from like people who like there's a woman in charge of the the intelligence-based missions and like the science-based missions and yeah there's there's a guy who's just like the brawler yeah. and there's a guy who's like gotcha. you know has the swagger and essentially the it's main character Rangers. of this yeah, yeah 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 but this book is but but also no one knows he's a fucking robot like the like the yep. the world can never know that this isn't superman you know right, um right. so so essentially this the main, our main character is like a dude who's being introduced to the like he's like been training for it and he's now going to be a part of like the team and he's also a spy so yeah. he's reporting back to the oh, CIA shit. of like how, if it's he's basically reporting whether or not humans are capable of of this task of like it'll if it'll make you fucking go crazy or not you know because these people are like trapped alone in a god knows where in a bunker pretending to be Superman and that'll do shit to your brain. Um, but yeah, then the end of the issue ends with, um, like, the main dude, like, the, like, the, the guy who is, like, the most of Superman, he's, like, the leader of the group, getting fucking murdered, so it's, like, 
murder mm. mystery meets like cyborg Superman meets like there's a lot of cool shit going on in here. I, it's a, it's a good setup. I just want to know what happens if like you know you're doing like a leadership based mission and then you know you need to do you need to defuse a bomb that's suddenly like you f- you you're fuck. like oh, again yeah, like, can you get her someone get in the <laughs> goop someone gets in the it's a goop switch. <laughs> Yeah. Good old goop, goop switcherino. Goop exchange. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> All right. That is also uh, the name of my band. Yeah. <laughs> goop exchange. I, I I had this thought. Um, we we did an episode of <laughs> Dueling Genre versus Batman the Animated Series where we pumped out like six of these fake band names. Oh yeah. And I wanted to make like a hand drawn flyer for that oh, show. Fuck, you should. That's so good. Dude, garbage barge. Gar- <laughs> Di- garbage barge. Nitrous trash. Yeah, <laughs> um, Captain Clown. <laughs> Captain Clown. Oh. Fucking, I forgot about Captain Clown. Oh, I'll never forget about Captain Clown. Anyway, sorry. Uh, go, go, join our Patreon, our Patreon, and listen to us talk about. Go Captain join Clown. our Project pa- Patron. Yeah, this is a good place to 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 plug uh, the Patreon. Patron, Patreon, <laughs> our PPP, P three, if you will. I yep. will. <laughs> All right. Uh, so my other shout out is Man Bat Number Three by Dave Wagaz, Sumit Kumar, and Romulo Ferrado Jr. This was fun. How's our favorite man, who's also a bat? He's uh, still sad. <laughs> uh, still pretty sad. Yeah, he's real sad. He's never gonna stop being yeah. sad. Well, sad no, boy, we, Man Bat. I mean, he we 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 know where he ends up because he ends up on Justice League Dark. So yeah, that's slightly true. less sad. Yeah. Find, he finds a purpose. Uh, in this book, though, he's, he's still searching for it. <laughs> sure is. Um, he uh, escapes the Suicide Squad out of mercy of Harley Quinn, mm-hmm. who uh, really reads him the riot act, though, beforehand. Uh, <laughs> and then um, uh, he visits his sister, um, who uh, starts to trust him, and then he betrays her again, which is... It's just, it's just breaks my heart. Um, like, why you gotta be like this, man? And uh, Scarecrow abducts his wife, and then at the end of the issue, abducts him and puts them in a simulation, uh, where they're, uh, still working on the the cure. Um, but it's good to know that Scarecrow has turned into arcade. I was just about to say that's some <laughs> arcade shit right there. Yeah, but also, you know, a kind of natural. Uh, progression towards the scarecrow we're going to talk about in a few yeah. yeah, books. For sure. more, more on him later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, I felt this, it was like an arcade thing, but I felt like it was almost like, all right, they're working on something, so maybe Scarecrow's trying to get some information out of this shit, some weird oh, simulation definitely. stuff like that. Like, whatever they're working on, he's going to use it for something in some way. So, but yeah, it's still like a weird thing. It's like, yeah, all right, Scarecrow, this is what Scarecrow does now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, uh, I I like this book a lot though. I I like um yeah, the characterizations good. giving to Kirk. Uh, I think it's really cool to see him get fleshed out like that. I agree. Yep. All right. I think this one's fine. Yep. Let's do Noctera number two. This is Scott Snyder, Tonius Daniel, and Tomeo Mori again. I like this um, more than the first one. I this one fledged the world out a little bit. We found we found out some more. I really like this issue too. Uh the big Yeah, it's real good. The big takeaway from this one was really they're talking to the guy who made the machine that caused the the big PM 
Um, and I'm like so upset at myself that it took me forever to realize why it's called that. <laughs> and it just felt felt real dumb. Um, but the big they're talking about it and basically saying we created this machine to go and view like different types of like dimensions, realities, or like different things and like different particles different that particles like transmit and- on different frequencies. And like we wanted to go to like this this dimension of all light, and we fucked up. Well, basically, what he was <laughs> saying is like we didn't fuck up. We reached out, and this was all that was there, <laughs> and we brought we brought back like essentially things are basically like we brought back hell. Like we reached out, and there was only darkness, and we brought it fucking back with us, and now it's here to stay. <laughs> Whoopsie do. Yeah, they're like, y'all got any light? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, so. Nope, just shadow dragons. Oh, <laughs> oh, I, whoops! I hate when my store is out of light and they only have shadow dragons. <laughs> There's definitely a lot more characterization in between with our main characters and some other characters in the world that's really good, but like that was like the main big plot point. It's like, oh, okay, this is this was not done intentionally. This was obviously as always a horrific science experiment going wrong. Well, also towards the end, it like becomes tense as fuck. Like the way Scott uh ratchets tension in this book is some of the yeah. best horror work I've seen. Super uh, well in done. A comic yeah, it's forever. Yeah, it's dude. a lot of like Tell me the fucking truth, and then like a lot of like cutting, like cutting waiting. back and forth between the villain, yeah, that's yeah. like encroaching, yeah. and then them yeah, they, trying to start the truck, and like with these fucking demons chasing yeah. them, and like like I just realized like these cars, their trucks, I didn't like they have like te- they have like big. They teeth all on straight them. up have the Batman who laughs face. Right, like yeah. I'm not also, even kidding. The, dude, the main villain, like it it's just showed- literally. Black. Yeah. He's yeah. creepy as he, He's fuck. creepy. He also shows... I know, sorry, I don't oh, mean wait, like he's a We black... talked about him before. He's Phantom Black. Yeah. He's, oh, he's, God, he's blacker than black. It also shows you what happened, um, what he did to the, the home base that like, oh, yeah, we started in issue one. all their shit on fire. She went, he just touched their killed cars. killed a bunch of people. Yeah. Just killed everyone and blew up their trucks. Oh, okay. Well... There you yeah, go. That guy's no yeah. no good. Yeah, this, this that's a bad guy. This dude's such a great villain because like he Hot it take, looks like that guy's bad. It it just looks like they <laughs> cut they just cut him out of the page. Right. He's just, yeah. He, like except for his fucking. He's like the monsters smile. and attack the block. Yeah, he's like that. So that's like the upside creepy. down man with no color. <laughs> yeah, we're back. No to the no down. grayscale. Upside down there. <laughs> yeah, this is a fun. This is fun book though. Uh, there's a lot going on. Like I said, the tension's great. The you got the sci-fi aspect. You just got the Mad Max, uh, or and <laughs> guy hunting someone down aspect. There's a lot going on here, but it's yeah, it's, it's real good. It's fun. It's really good. Yeah, if you didn't like King in Black, here's also Mad Max. All right, this rules. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe you like this take on. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Giant it's King of Shadow Black monsters. Meets Mad Max. <laughs> Trucker in black. Wait. Trucker in black. <laughs> so top story? Right. Top story. Oh yeah. Hope you all are ready for Batman. I won't shut I up about that, this book. I love that yeah. we're a Batman podcast. I mean, we're a fucking Batman podcast. Not the only Batman until, podcast I'm currently hosting. <laughs> until the Hellfire Gala, and then we're gonna have a problem. Yeah. Oh, God. yeah. Then we're gonna have to take a couple weeks off, I think. <laughs> yeah. No. You can tell this. No. You can tell no. this book is good no. because I I break my weird anxiety about posting on social media to talk about it specifically. 
Yeah, no, I did notice that just, actually. It was it's just I need to scream about it every time it comes out. <laughs> it's so good. Well, guess what? You literally have a platform to scream yeah. about it. Scream away, RJ. Tell us about fucking Batman. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, this scarecrow character design is the best ever. It's this so is fucking the good. Best scarecrow I've ever this, seen. This is not only is his design amazing, but like it, the his writing, it's it's so good. I don't know how anyone's going to do a scarecrow story after this. this yeah, like the whole premise of this scarecrow yeah. is specifically that he is putting up literal scarecrows in like the mayor's home and like other places. Just to and sow terror. Strong there, there is absolutely no fear toxin on it. It is literally just a scarecrow, but it's ramping up. Like like it, Gotham is at this fever point because everyone thinks that like oh like oh shit. A day where they bombed a gas like Arkham Asylum. Maybe that wasn't the Joker. Maybe it was fucking Scarecrow, and maybe this is just the beginning. Also, like maybe have, he's just uh, gonna gas the whole fucking town. Also, you have clowns running rampant because of after Joker War. So like the town yeah. is just it's it's like Gotham is powder keg, and what Tynan has done with that, uh, with Scarecrow has made a coronavirus pandemic, but out of fear and paranoia. And there's yeah. even a yeah. uh, a um line on the news he uses the news um to like say that like gas mm-hmm. mask sales have gone up because people are worried about um the yeah violence has broken toxin. out a another grocery store in the narrows as people try to stock up on home supplies in the right. event of a major gas attack in the city i wonder where he fucking got that yeah that I hit a little it. too close to home these first yeah, couple yeah. pages though the layouts of batman investigating with it interspersed with the news it's just so beautifully laid out so i also good. love like, the relationship between montoya and batman sorry oh uh, we get yeah. montoya in this issue yeah one yeah. of the best commissioner montoya one of my yeah. favorite line drops though he's like don't be afraid to ask the questions that need to be asked and i was like yeah, Fuck yeah! give Bitch, us I know who question. <laughs> give us a montoya question series for, for um, make, so make the question the fucking commissioner. But I like how she's—I I like how she's actually like being a detective in this in this, and not yeah. being like Commissioner Gordon. Who like, well, how can Batman do my job for me? She's like, get your fucking hands off my crime scene! Like, <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're contaminating my crime scene, you dick. Um, but yeah, I mean, on top of all the other thing, it's like, hmm. So everyone's, it's ratcheting up the fear because of this pandemic, you yeah. know? And also, like, what, but what this, yeah, yeah. We also can't trust the law keepers, like the peacekeepers in our society. Uh, so that's also ratcheting up, like, the tension is, like, so, like, the mayor is trying to pit, like, the police force against the vigilantes. And, and like, then you have the unsane collective that is targeting billionaires. Yeah, and, and the unsane collective that's just, like, an internet organization that's, like, creating chaos internet uh, robin hood kind of and like there's this tension with as batman's investigating because the beginning of these last two issues is him captured right. by scarecrow so like yeah. it's leading that and like all this investigation is it's there's the all the stuff we've been talking about but i think the other part of it like i think a big part is just a straight up trap for Batman. Also, yeah. those and- pages are Batman like doing narration boxes, but then Scarecrow is talking to his narration boxes. Yeah, he's like responding. It's he's like, like oh, no, no, no. He's thinking. It's he's crazy. Like, he's like, he's like, he doesn't know what you're thinking. It's just the fear toxin. He can't read your mind. He's like, no, I can't. I can't read your mind, Batman. But I do know what you're thinking. <laughs> no, he's like, like, but I, like oh! I need, he's like, uh, 
it's like I do know what you're thinking because I need I need you uh, cognizant because cog- uh, you know like thought thinking is what uh, breeds fear. Like it was like oh yeah. man. This is can confirm. Can confirm. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> but it's like this is the I've I don't know. It's just so easy for Scarecrow to be so campy and this is just horrifying. It's fucking t- it's exactly what he's doing. Oh my god, it's exactly what he's doing with Department of Truth. I can't believe it took me this fucking oh, long yeah, to figure yeah. it out. He's just using reality to make it terrifying. <laughs> yeah. Like so like this is the only time I've ever been afraid of Scarecrow. Yeah. He's always kind of been a jokey villain to me. Also, can we talk about this is the only time I've ever related this hard to Harley Quinn? Oh, yeah, the Harley interlude that Harley we had in this is, yeah. She's so good at this. <laughs> She's great. So at one point, a fucking just like crazed Joker goon named Stabbo, who is like Stabbo. released from fucking Arkham. He like escaped Arkham right before the A-Day. A she's like, and she's I just can't like, have you stabbing people. So she rides in a fucking uh, chopper. <laughs> Yeah, you're about to get a bit of Gotham City justice courtesy courtesy of fucking Harley Quinn. Ain't you a lucky dog? And then just like molly wops him with a fucking bat. But then she ends up like helping him because like she just realized that like she knew him from being on the inside and was like, oh, you you were fine on your meds. Do you know why? Yes, we know why, Casey. Maybe we. Hitting criminals isn't the way to solve things. Maybe helping them but and getting he, them fucking resources. Do, doing escape from Arkham. Doing both doesn't help either. Well, he escaped yeah, from Harley. Arkham on the on the yeah. A day. He's from Arkham. Yeah. 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 So, well, so she knows, yeah, she knows that he's fine on his meds. He's not yeah. he's not a danger to anyone when he's actually she, on his meds. She so just, she's like, okay. She hit him with the bat yeah. to disarm him. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But she didn't know who he was, and she's yeah, like, "Oh, yeah. honey, you're you're this guy. Oh, that's sad." And then yeah, the the cop shows up, just, and he's just like. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> like basically like telling her like drop your fucking weapon, and she's like, she's like it's okay, he just needs his meds. He's like, I don't give a crap what he needs, and she's <laughs> get that fucking gun out of my face, pig, and then like hits him with the bat. Yeah. And he's just like yo, and same. then there's a bunch of other cops around. She's like, oh nerds. <laughs> yeah, that was great. Then Ghostface gets her out of there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ghostmaker shows up and she's like, Ghostface? It's like, uh, close. close enough. Come with me. It's like, yeah, but my motorcycle, that costs a lot of money. He's like, I'll buy you a new one. Oh, really? Can I get a car? <laughs> <laughs> Should have asked oh, for the so car good. first. Batman only, also, Batman only got me a note toaster. <laughs> <laughs> also, who is, who is this babe with the poison ivy dogs? It's ga- the gardener. Uh, this is her first oh. issue. Nice. Cool. So, okay, cool. Man, Tynan is just pumping out yeah. new characters, man. Yeah. But, like, cool ones too. I'm digging this yeah. whole vibe See, here. See, I, I saw yeah. a complaint about that too, but I, I find it- No, this is I sick. So like, he's doing it well. Because yeah. not only is he doing it well, but like, it feels like it's building towards something. Like, this, everything yeah. since his run has started has felt like him putting dominoes in place. And I'm just so excited to see when they fall. Because but also, like, I don't need a story of the same six villains. Give me a couple new right. ones. Yeah. Uh, awesome. <laughs> hey, and new ones that actually have purpose. Like, I feel like every yeah. every Batman writer wants to create a character or two that's going to be, like, their contribution to Batman lore. And they're all immediately forgotten because they're literally throwaway characters. These are all so brilliantly intertwined and they all actually have a voice these characters are all gonna stay like maybe not every single one but i guarantee you ghostmaker 
punchline. Like they're they're around. Like these are fucking characters now because, because he, he, they belong. He, he not only made them. Uh, well, I don't know. He he made them with a purpose. Like yeah, he, they, yeah. They, it's they, not they, just like, it's not just I need to make a character because I'm a Batman writer. It's I need yeah. or we need a new to, character. I need to, to sell tell the story. Or, like exactly. Yeah. He's like I need to tell the story. This is the character that I need to do it. Like that's yeah. what it, he's they, he's they actually serve, writing they all serve roles and like it just feels like he's uh like his sandbox is just so interesting and that's that's the yeah. other thing that makes them like he's just doing it so well and yeah totally i don't know but- yeah he has a fucking mastery of the the batman characters like the like the characters that already existed and he's really bringing his well, own that's the other flavor. thing like if you don't like these new characters well good because he also brought in renee and uh Babs is back mm-hmm. as Oracle, and you have Steph and yeah. Cass back, and you have all these other characters that we all wanted to see back in the fold, and like he's also using them incredibly well too. So yeah, yeah he, he used yeah, so many rules. great characters in his detective run. Like right, the, so many. It's great. There's so many anyway, plot yeah. threads in this book. It's insane. It's yeah. crazy. <laughs> so the next thing that really cops comes up is. Batman talking to Barbara and they kind of figure out that through his investigation, he figures out that the body that was in Arkham that was supposed to be Scarecrow is a body double Mm. and it wasn't actually him. So now he actually knows that Scarecrow is alive and out and fucking with people in Gotham. (laughs) And they also figure out, they're like, okay, what's the deal with the unsane collective? Yeah, what's like, the deal? Can we figure that out? And I think he ultimately decides, like, well, there's only one way to figure out what's going on in that group. Uh, <laughs> fucking matches Malone, baby. Matches <laughs> Malone. Can we can we talk about Oracle's setup for a moment? I spent way too long on this page just oh, being oh jealous God, of her whole setup. Pretty incredible. Like, I want to live inside nerd. of a giant clock. Like, I I'm jealous of her monitor setup. I love her whole like. Ugh. I want this space. I this want is to a live great here. vibe. She's got a great vibe here. She's got a lot of good she's, natural light. She just needs to get some she's plants. She's got a super comfy here. chair. She's got a great chair. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Take notes, Adam. Very comfy uh, no, this chair, chair. I hate those chairs. That's the only thing I'm not jealous about. <laughs> well, she's she has in one for of those... hours, so it must be comfortable. <laughs> I'm picky about chairs. I am picky about chairs. But anyway, so yeah. So um, I, I, I yeah. want this many monitors in my office is what I'm trying yeah. to say here. I guess the last thread we have here is Scarecrow kind of teams up with the guy who's trying to make the magistrate a thing. The guy totally who's actually going to go the peacekeeper. I bet that's a, yeah. that, that's a good that's, thing. That's, that's be, a great that's plan. That's a horrifying thing. That Everyone's going to just have a great time. Gotham's going to be totally fine. Yeah. So, we, yeah, this... No, that's not the last thing. The last thing is Batman's disguise to join the Unsane Collective. Right. And wow, what a... This is a hot, least, awkward dad this, in this a is terrible at least an outfit. Actual disguise. I thought right? that was yes. Gordon at first glance, which is a great disguise. Yeah, <laughs> oh, right. Man. Which may not be the best disguise. Yeah, dude, this jacket with his like lights on it and shit. Like he's got like the, the like Stephen Strange like like white hair on the temple, but he's also got it like tousled like he's in a boy band. But it's like and, bright orange too. <laughs> Yeah, and he's got like light up glasses and a fucking cop mustache, and oh, he's yeah. still and he's still jacked because you can't do anything about being fucking jacked. Yeah, and like yeah, this guy fucks. Looks, Am I right? This yeah. guy fucks. This yeah. Yeah, this guy gives mustache rides on the <laughs> daily. <laughs> 
Like, I want to party with this guy. Like, he looks like he knows where he can get some really good drugs. This yeah. guy Damn, has I all the Molly. Malone. <laughs> it is episode it is episode 69 so. oh my god it is episode 69 i forgot to say something about it on the top i'm the worst nice. ever i got there 69 got there. With, with snatches malone <laughs> nice but um yeah then the the then there's a second story with uh ghost face um, <laughs> Are you ever going to call him Ghostmaker again? I don't think so. I love the <laughs> juxtaposition of these two stories because it's like Batman completely like not knowing what's going on, uh, being like trying to figure out a whole town or a whole city full of fear and like Scarecrow running rampant. And then it's uh, Ghostmaker fighting like a Venture Brothers League of Doom. Yeah, like, it's great. <laughs> I like the instigator. I do too. I love him. <laughs> he's like he's like Kirkland brand Killer Croc, and I love him so much more yeah, than Killer fantastic. Croc. <laughs> yes, yeah, this is this woman who is like hired all these people to take down Ghostmaker, and she yeah brought Ghostmaker into her fortress to like. I also to get love them to that you know, in very James Tynan fashion, she is essentially her ancestors created the East India Trading Company, so she's been the richest person in the world yeah. and like no one knows who she is yeah. because she will keeps it that also, way it, like it like, starts with ghostmaker like tony stark like leaving two people he just had sex with just like mm-hmm. to jump out of a plane and go do a mission we also find out that he's our fucking bi king <laughs> he's uh it's fucking great i love it oh it's amazing i feel like we have a new bi king or queen every week yeah. don't we this this guy Good. this guy fucks. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Because uh, we're all kings and queens, okay? Right. That's uh, fair. Is that, is that what we did there? <laughs> yeah, that was good. I like that. And non-gendered royalty. How about that shit? Ooh, look at you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you're wearing your cat as a crown right now. <laughs> <laughs> as all pan queens do, <laughs> of course. Of course. How silly of me. All right. <laughs> this is um. This this series is becoming a this is a must read. Every, this is like, like this is the t- this is a top of the pile read. Every I'm going time to go back out. and buy the hardcovers because I didn't read the beginning of Titans Run because I was like real burnt out on Batman and the Joker in general. I'm catching but, up um, yeah. now. I'm almost done his detective run and that is fantastic. This book, um, oh yeah. this book yeah. every month. I mean, it, it's just it's so exciting and the art is incredible. But yeah. I feel like I sat like front row, like big blockbuster movie, and it's just like going into my face just over like just (laughs) snippets of it's just like this is the biggest this deserves the biggest spotlight this is in my opinion for my money this is the best batman's been in like 15 years um yeah i would i'd be down with that it's really good yeah hell yeah all right we did it batman batman um speaking of which so for next week what's coming out next week um there's Batman the Detective by fucking Andy Kubert and Tom Taylor. So, like, if this is the ba- best Batman's ever been, you're going to get a fucking run for your money really fast. There's that, <laughs> like, there's that, wow. There's that name again. It, it, coming for the goddamn throne. Uh, <laughs> like, 
But we Holy also got shit. the Joker and Urban Legends, so three God big damn. Batman books coming yeah, out. Yeah, so week. if y'all are sick of us talking about Batman, too bad. Sorry, uh, too bad. Sorry, not sorry. And if you're not sick of hearing us talk about Batman, <laughs> go uh, go join our Patreon so you can listen to uh, Dueling Genre versus Batman the Animated Series, hosted by yours truly, <laughs> and oftentimes guest hosted by those truly. Yeah. Uh, that you're also hearing on today's that show. Correct. That was correct. Ex- excellent plug. Nailed yeah. it. And I'll be this, I'll be this hosting the third plug for it this episode. <laughs> I'll be hosting some stuff coming up too. Yeah, I don't think uh, that's been announced yet. Sean's got the next. It's not going to be Batman, but you could do it in a Batman costume. Or it, oh, I should. <laughs> I I can. Yeah, Sean's got the next the I next will. crop of dueling genre verses. So uh, we're yeah. we're we're becoming one of the. We're, are we the hardest working podcast on this network? I, I think, think so. so. Hey, I think we if, can, can can confirm. If, if you're on the network listening to us and you want to challenge it, let us know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll throw down. Gauntlet yeah, let's thrown. Do it. Dueling let's genre do versus dueling genre. Dueling genre. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're anyway. we're all very hardworking people. I was going to say, I don't yes. know too many people. I don't know like everyone in the dueling genre network, but I feel like you're no, going to wake up to like, an inflatable horse we've, head next year. <laughs> we've all got some pretty cool stuff going on um yeah uh, franchiseography sure. just got kicked off that's the the new show that uh scott corelli and nick jimenez are uh, are hosting um i think uh theme park this is coming back soon uh they just did yeah. a, a pretty great um april fool's day episode that you should go check out oh nice um yeah uh, all kinds of crazy fun stuff going on at dueling genres so go subscribe to more of our podcasts go join our discord i'm gonna drop you a link in the episode description because i forgot to last week so yeah join our patreon um we we actually uh one of our listeners stopped by in the discord last week yeah. Cool. Uh, yeah, specifically, I think they're they're one of our uh, w- one of your patrons at the downtown shop, Casey. Oh, cool! I I'm I'm bad about Discord. I need to jump in there. Yeah, I'm I, I'm not in there frequently enough. But we need more of y'all in there. We need we need yeah, to get a come party talk going to us. on. <laughs> All right, we want to rattle off what's coming out next week here. Uh Spider Shadow, the Chip Zdarsky What If Spider Book. Uh, we got Autumnal, we got uh, Thor, Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman Children of the Adam, Wolverine, Black Cat. Uh, Black Cat. Uh, we mentioned the Bat Books, Proctor Valley Road, Homesick Pilots, uh, the Lock and Key Sandman crossover. Dibs on Proctor Valley Road. Jesus Christ, man. It's like it's like um, the planets are aligning. All the good stuff's coming out in one <laughs> week again. Carmen, Sweet Tooth, Black Hammer Visions, which is the Chip Zdarsky issue. A new like uh, uh, Dibs. a new team on Guardians of the Galaxy that looks pretty neat. Uh, it I looks think I might crazy. Yeah, homesick pilots. Fucking fuck, man. There's a bunch of number ones that I hadn't even heard of until today. Um, I mean, really, Jules Verne Lighthouse. Sure, <laughs> sure. I'll read that. Yeah, Jenny Zero from uh, Dark Horse. Yeah, there's like there's some stuff, man. I also um <laughs> saw a solicit at the end of tank girl for uh albatross is putting out a an ed gein story with harold Schechter, man and Fucking- um what's his oh i can't remember his name now harold Schechter, and i'm also forgetting his name now goon um dibs 
<laughs> no. Fuck no. you. <laughs> Sean's going to talk about it and not know what is happening. I Eric don't know Powell. who this Ed... <laughs> yeah, there you go. Eric How Powell did we forget Harold Eric Schechter. Powell? But yeah, uh, it's, you know. Because Harold Schechter. Yeah, Harold ah! Schechter and Eric Powell. Because like, all I saw, it was like a two-page ad. I'm like, oh my God, an Ed Gein story that Harold Schechter's actually writing. And then I saw Eric Powell. I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Yeah, That's going dude. to be amazing. Yeah, Sean's gonna like use it as his pick and be like, I don't know who this fucking Ed Gein guy is. He's got some crazy <laughs> outfits. His, he's got this belt that looks kind of cool. I don't know. He's got a nipple belt, Sean. That's he the was joke. he was social he's distancing and wearing masks before that was a thing. Oh yeah, man, hey man, good for him in a he really was... gross kind of way. <laughs> mm. But anyway, uh, you'll hear Hell a you. lot about that when that actually comes up. Hell but, yeah, you will. Um. That's last week's comics and this week's comics. And we're so glad you guys stuck around. Um, <laughs> tune in next week when we talk about this week's comics. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you threw yourself so off. When I did. You I did all my plugs up. earlier. You then... did all the plugs. So just uh, see you. Sorry. So that's it for last week's comics. Uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram as always at last week's comics. Um, join our Patreon, join our Discord, uh, support your local comic shop. Get, get out and get vaccinated if you're eligible, man. Fucking Hell do yeah. the shit. Do the yeah, thing. Do it. Do the thing. Everybody's doing it. Uh, peer pressure. Uh, we'll see you next week. For myself, Casey, Sean, and RJ, this is Tales from Shortbox. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs>